Welcome to Paul Mort Talk Shit. Curious fellow, but I like him. Paul Mort Talk Shit. Paul Mort Talk Shit. Paul Mort Talk Shit. He's a shady character. What's his name? Tony Jeffries. What a guy. I've known this guy a long time, and I always love having a conversation with somebody that I've known the longest because there's always catch up. We've always got great stories. Tony is an excellent boxer. Um, medalist, actually, um, phenomenal amateur fighter, six and zero as a pro, and now he's a, a trainer to many, many super famous celebrities. Also got a massive YouTube channel, big Instagram following, and I dive deep into the mind of a fighter, somebody that's had to shut the gym down, the twenty five grand a month gym rent, and build this YouTube channel from scratch, making videos all about the same thing. You're gonna love this one. Hello. <laughs> Let's get directly into the meat, mate. Listen, Tony. How did a lad from Sunderland end up over there in uh, California? Well, it's it's mad, mate. You know the the, bo- the boxing game is gives us the opportunities, and the, I've took the opportunities with both hands, and and then I've I've kind of used them and and, and been working hard and, and smart and networking, yeah. and with all of them things, yeah. is it's. Somehow, I've, I've just showed you I've got a swimming pool in my back garden. And I'm from yeah. Sunderland. It's mad. You know, how does that happen? Mate, but that's what I was thinking. I'm like, I don't even know. Like, what was the, like, how did that actually happen? You, had you just retired from boxing or you just, like, how did that right. all, how did it all come about in the first place? So, I was retired. I, I really damaged my hands in, in like, yeah. me, a little damage throughout my career yeah. in there. Uh, and I was waiting for them to get better, and I thought they would have got better. So in the meantime, me and my wife, we moved to America. So I was training yeah. out here, so we moved here full-time. And my hands never got better, ah, so okay. I just ended up, ended up just yeah. living out here, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was class. It was the best thing, best thing I've done. But, Tony, like, that, that, um, how many pro fights did you have before, like, when your hands were all full? You had six pros, right? I had ten professional fights. Ten pros. Ten, ten pro fights. And, uh, yeah. you know, then my hands got ruined and it got to a point where I couldn't turn a key, button my trousers, I couldn't do anything with my hands. Yeah. So the only thing I would do is, is get surgery. Yeah. So yeah. I got the surgery, hoping that they would get better and yeah. and, then, and then never never did. Yeah. And you know, at the time when I was waiting for them to, to, to get better, you know, I, I start drinking, put on loads of weight and yeah. got depressed, put myself in a bad place. I know you yeah. know all yeah. about that stuff. Yeah. And then, I didn't know, I had to, go, had to retire, I never got better. And I was like, what the hell am I going to do next? Didn't know what I was going to do next. And, yeah. you know, I was like, shit. All I really know is boxing and, and yeah. business. I've always had a good business mind. Yeah. So that's how it kind of started when I was in America. And I was like, well, yeah. I need, I went and got a job in a, in a, in a boxing fitness gym. Tell you what, yeah. you, 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 like, you like this one, mate. So I applied for a job and it was a 24-hour fitness. And it's the first job interview I've ever had. I was 27 year old, right? Uh, and I applied for a trainer. I had a trainer certification. And I went in, made the fella who was interviewing was the manager. He was sitting there with a suit on, with his legs on the desk like this, with his hands behind his. And I was like, oh my God. And I was really nervous for this interview. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, I would like to come and maybe do some boxing classes here. And he's like, yeah. I went, I went, what qualifications have you got? And I, and I showed him. And he, I went, I've got an Olympic medal as well. And I had it in my bag. So I pulled me a Olymp- Olympic medal out. 
And I was like, uh, he's me Olympic medal. And he, he's there. And he's looking at me. All right. And it was just like nothing. Really? And I was like, fuck me. I was like, Olympic medals mustn't mean anything over here in America. Yeah. I was like, shit. Anyway, I left and I, and I emailed him the next day. I, mean, I was just wondering how I did on that interview. We give the job to someone with a lot more experience than you. And I was like, shit. Wow. Mate, I was devastated. I was like, what the fuck am I going to do now? I, yeah. I, I, I can't even get a job in a gym. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I found another gym and yeah. I was doing boxing classes. I went and worked there. I was with that for two months. I left there, started doing my own thing with yeah. one of the trainers from there, a boot camp on the beach. Yeah. And uh, yeah. then that, bit, that built up really fast. When from yeah. there, I invested the army money I made from boxing into an empty building in Santa Monica. We opened that into a gym called a Box and Burn. And that's kind of how it started. Yeah. And then 18, 18 months later, I got a, we got named number one gym in California by Men's Fitness Magazine, right? Which was massive for us because there's millions of gyms over here. Yeah. So I thought, I was thinking about that manager at that 24-hour fitness who was being a proper dick with us, right? Yeah. So I went, I'm not going to be fucking gone the email, didn't I? Excuse me, all right, mate, this is Tony. Remember you interviewed us? You said, I never had experience. I want to do a boxing class. <laughs> you didn't say, I'll read me, did you? Oh, all right, all right, mate, how's it going? Right. So, send him an email with the link from Men's Fitness. Right, we've got yeah. him in California, one gym. Mate, by the way, I'm glad that you didn't let us work there because since then I've come and opened this and I've done yeah. this. This could have been in your gym, but all right. Anyway, I hope you enjoy it in your shitty little office. See you, yeah. mate. You know what? I didn't get it. He didn't reply, like, yeah. didn't reply, yeah. but uh, it felt good. <laughs> yeah, mate, that's, that's mad. And I can't believe I didn't know that. So you went for a job in a gym. You just yeah. retired from boxing. It was, mate, that must have, was that a hard decision or had you been, it was a hard decision, right? You'd been, was, you'd been built up for it for a while. Yeah, I didn't have a choice, mate. I couldn't, I couldn't make fists. Even now, I kind of, if you see, you see on the camera there, yeah. I kind of make a fist properly. So all these videos you see where I'm training, I'm not punching correctly. Me, yeah. Me, me, me fists are so really bad. So I had to, I had to retire, but it was yeah. really, yeah. really hard because I did it since I was 10 until I was 27. That's all I really did. Yeah. So it was really hard. And then, uh, yeah, and I went for my first ever job interview, shit myself, and, and I failed, which was a good thing. So what was some of the things? Let's, let, let's just stay there for a second because I think this is, this is quite an important thing. you doing that helped you get through that obviously was an important factor in it right repeat that mate it went funny sorry mate so let's let's go back there for a minute to to that time where you are having a time yeah. in boxing you've lost you didn't get that job like what was some what helped you get through that because that's not that that's not easy no mate it's not i i was thinking because I've always had the thing in the back of my head, like I've got an Olympic medal, stuff will come from that. Yeah, and when it, when he was like, didn't give a shit about that, I was like, oh, that doesn't mean anything. What am I going to do now? Mm. You know? Uh, but I made connections and there was a guy who was like, you know, like the next day I told him about that and he was like, well, you know, there's this, there's this gym in Santa Monica that's doing boxing classes, you should go there. Yeah. So I went there the next day and, and the next day they were like, well, you've got an Olympic medal. Oh yeah, yeah, job straight away. You know, How's so, the word boxing? Yeah, so so I, I got I got one straight away from that, and that's kind of that was my first like ever proper job that I've ever yeah. had, and I'm, I'm, yeah. I think I was twenty or seven or twenty eight year old by then. Yeah, Man, and I wasn't wild. really getting. And, and what did I hear about? I'm sure I've heard a rumor about Mickey Rock at some point. Yeah. So were you in business with him? So what happened there was Mickey Rock 
uh, he, his girlfriend trained at this gym where I was at. She was uh, a model, like 30 years younger than me or something. And uh, she, she, Mickey's a massive boxing fan. And when I was leaving there, she knew that I wanted to do my own thing. And she went, when you ask Mickey, he's a, he loves boxing. And I went, all right, sound. So I went and had a meeting with, with Mickey in West Hollywood. And um, we spoke about him. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll invest and we can open a boxing fitness gym. Because she told him how good that me and Kevin watching my business partner were. And yeah. She was going to invest. He was going to invest 100 grand. And the hundred grand was going to uh, go into the into the business. Then it was going to go three ways for like like thirty thirty split. Yeah, and that was the deal. Then Mickey was away uh, making a movie, mm-hmm. and we were me and Kevin. We were looking everywhere for a space. We found this location. Uh, we didn't have the hundred grand off him yet, and that's when I invested all my money I had left from boxing into the into the gym. We opened the gym. The gym started doing all right. Then Mickey got back from his movie, and uh, when I come uh, uh, in the hand of grand over, he kind of changed the terms a little bit. Yeah, he didn't just want thirty three percent of the company; he wanted thirty three percent of everything that me, I owned, I, I earned, and Kevin earned. And we're like, no, yeah. like so. If I done a personal training session, I, I give him thirty three percent of that as well. I was like, no, I mean that, that, that's not what we agreed on. But yeah. by this time, the, 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 by this time, the, the gym had been breaking even after the first month. Yeah. So it was like, yeah, see you later, mate. And that was the best thing we ever done, getting rid of him. Yeah. Because we didn't, yeah. we didn't, either, you know? Yeah. Ah, yeah. You know, I'd heard that somewhere, but I didn't know the whole story, mate. So so, so, yeah. so thank you for um, sharing that with me. There's no, one but that's time. great because that's another thing that I'm I'm really good at is networking. I know you yes. talk about networking quite a bit. And, yeah, I do. And just getting, just getting into that situation yeah. to when so so Mickey Rock come on board. I told me my friends from Sky Sports, Sky Sports come to LA, they did a piece on us. So now I'm sitting in Mickey Rock's back garden on getting an interview on the telly for him, and he's not even part, he's not even part of it, you know. That's so, him uh, now. Eh? That's him now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I'll tell the notifications off. Talking about networking then, mate. Like, do you have a secret behind it? Is there is there any kind of things that you're doing because i talk about it a lot and i'm like yeah. am i just natural at it or is am i just good at relationships or do i do you have like a technique for that anyone could use yeah that's a great question i i i think i'm natural you know i i i, I like meeting new people and yeah but, I, but at the same time i don't like talking to people about shit that i wasting time do you know yes. what i mean like do you know what I think you're good at, Jaffa, actually? Do you know what I found with you is that people talk about being interesting, but I think that you have this thing where you're interested in whoever you're talking to, you're interested in them and what they've got going on and what they right. what's that, do you know what I mean? I think that's probably what you do without even realizing it. Like you obviously I've known you for quite a while now, and you're always interested in what I'm doing. So you're probably the same with other people. Yeah, yeah, I, I am. I'm, I'm, but I'm, but I'm interested in, in interesting people. If there's someone who's like not doing thing, anything interesting, yeah. I'll, I'll try. But yeah. if not, it's, it'll just go downhill, you know. And I, yeah. and I, and I, I, I love, I love people. <laughs> I love people like yourself who are always trying to. Uh, I'm not a fan of the word hustle, but who's always trying to big build yourself and make progress. And, yeah, make progress and and. Yeah help other people by you're making progress for yourself, but at the same time, you're helping other people as well. It's yes. kind of what I'm doing. So it's like a yeah. win-win for everyone who's involved. You yeah. know? Love it. Uh, I love it. And, so, I mean, what's the, what have you found the hardest thing? I mean, I think I know the answer, but what have you found the hardest thing about living in America, apart from your accent? 
<laughs> well, I mean, that's one of the best things, actually, because it does really it? well. Yeah, oh, yeah, mate, it's great. That, that opens up so many doors. You know, does it? Torn at, oh, I'll be torn at a coffee shop and someone next, oh, where are you from? Oh, I'm from the northeast of England. And, oh, yeah, I've been there. And then you've just built a new connection, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's uh, too hard because every time that I've been in the States, right, they're always, when they say where you're from, they, they think well, I'm like Irish or fucking Australian oh, yeah. or something. You get that as yeah. well? All the time, mate. All the time. You think you're Scottish or, yeah. Yeah. But uh, the, the hardest thing, the hardest thing for moving here, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, you miss your friends and family, I guess. You miss yeah. the banter with the lads. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Taking the piss out of each other because the uh, the American, um, the American humour is a little bit different o- over here. Uh, but other than that, mate, I'm sound. I'm, yeah. I'm sound. Like, it's been a really easy transition. When I was in England, I was training full-time, fighting monsters all the time, people trying to yeah. knock us out and loads of pressure on us. Yeah. All that pressure's gone. I'm not training for fights. I don't have to make weight. So now life's, life's been a piece of cake, mate. Building this business to what I've built it to, it's been really easy. You know, compared yeah, that's to... Mass, that's mass, isn't it? Uh-huh. Do you think... And do you think all of that stuff, the making weight, the pressure because you are building the like some, what do they call you again? Do they call you the Mackham something? The Mighty Mackham. The Mighty Mackham, that's it. Yeah. So they do that, right? Boxing promoters do that. They're trying, like they're doing it with them. Um, they've done it with Lewis Ritson. They've done it with Josh Kelly. Yeah. They're trying, they try and get the, the, the kind of local area behind them. So yeah, do you think yeah. all of that, all of the training that you've done in boxing, the, the, the going to the Olympics and that, do you think, all of that challenge has kind of framed in your mind the business compared to that is quite easy. Definitely, mate. I mean, yeah. th- think, think about it. You've, you've trained, you've had, you've had fights before. Like how hard that training is, how, how, how dedicated you've got to be to do that training. Now, now, now if, if you trans, translate that to something else and you put that same hard work and energy into something else, it's going to do be successful, especially where I was a successful boxer. I'm yeah. putting that energy in the business. Boom. Something that I enjoy. I, I would think if I didn't enjoy the business side of it, I, I wouldn't do well because I really love it and really love everything about it. Building and growing, it, it, just, it just flew. Yeah. So do you think you were a natural entrepreneur then? Yeah. Oh, yeah, de- definitely. I think, I think it's I think it's something in my blood. Me, me, me dad, no, I think not my dad. My dad is yeah, a, dad, a natural I... entrepreneur as well. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I would, I'm, I de- it's, definitely, it's definitely in my blood. You know, I was a, uh, Buying and selling sweets when I was twelve in school and, and making more money than any of my friends. So I t- I've always been, I've always been good at making money. You know, I, I love it. Buying, buying and selling sweets. You know what I used to buy? And, well, actually, I didn't use buy and sell them. You know what do they call? Do you have conkers over there? Have conkers, oh yeah, right? conkers. They probably conkers, call yeah. them something different, right? They probably yeah. call them something different. Chestnuts or yeah. something, right? Yeah. When I was at school, I used to sell fucking conkers. Yeah. Yeah. And I got into yeah. it numerous times. Yeah. <laughs> I used, I used to go to Cleden and I used to get all the biggest conkers, take them to school and sell them, cover them in nail varnish and that. Yeah. Oh, yes. How old are you? You're, like, you're older than me, right? Mate, I'm 40. Yeah. 41 oh, yeah. this year. Four years older than me, old bastard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I used to sell cigarettes in really? school. 20 pounds a tab. Oh, yeah, 20, 20 pounds a tab. And, uh, yeah. And uh, so I've always, I've always been great at, at, at doing that and, and making money and, yeah, you know? and, and now I'm really enjoying learning about what to do with the money when you make the money. You know. Oh, nice. All right, what are you yeah. doing there then? Looking at investments and that. It, it, looking at investments, I've, I've, well, I've kind of always been good at that. 
compare to other boxers. So when I fought, right, uh, I got a 40 grand signing on fee, fee which, is, yeah. which is mad because I turned pro in 2008 where it was the recession hit, right? If I, if I won an Olympic medal in, uh, in 2004 and I turned pro there, I would have probably got 250 grand sign-on fee. But because really? it was the recession, I got yeah. 40 grand sign-on fee. Yeah. Then we fight. Same on match room, Japa. I signed with I signed with Frank Maloney. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jeez, I really? With, I, I, signed, I signed with signed with him. And then uh yeah, and then I was getting 20, I was getting 20 grand to fight if I fought in Sunderland and 15 grand to fight if I fought outside of Sunderland. So what I was doing with your money, every time I had two fights, I would put the money away, I would buy a house. So now I've only had 10 fights, but now I've now I own 10, uh, five houses in, in, in Sunderland where I've got tenants for them all. Yeah. So that money's working for us there. And then out here now I'm now I'm now I'm getting looking to get property out here, but I'm also in in the stock market a little bit as well, yeah. you know. And oh, that, nice that's been that because because I, I can't remember who I spoke about this. I think it was Crawler, and I right. think he's been really smart. Crawler has been really smart with these investments as well, and Scott Quigg as well. I've spoken about this. Oh, nice. And they've been really smart with their investments. And I think that I was talking. Who's I talking about this? I think it might have been. Do you know? Ricky Hatton's manager, uh, Paul Speaky. Yeah, yeah. Speaky, he was talking about this, and he was telling me that that boxers, they're kind of that brought up in gyms where there's no money. They're putting fifty pence subs in, and that. Yeah. So kind of they're used to living that life where they're not like splashing cash, right? Mm -hmm. And he said yeah. that's that's been useful for a lot of boxers who've been smart with their money. Yeah. So you are, yeah. you are smart. Has been. Any advice on that? Uh, a bit off me dad, but but yeah. not not really. Like you, you, yeah. We don't get advice. And uh, something that really wrecks boxes is they don't pay tax. They think I'm not. Fucking, I've just getting ten grand for this fight. I'm not giving fifteen under that away to the tax man, which I understand. So they pay they pay nothing. I remember a fighter who fought for a British title. He ended up getting twenty thousand pounds for for the type for the fight, but he never paid tax in his last five fights. So he had he got caught and he had to pay that full fight money to the tax man. So we end up fighting for, for, for nothing. And so I advise boxers or, or, or anyone, always give the tax man a little bit. Keep him off your back. But the, He's going to come for like, you anyway, isn't he? I know. Yeah. I know. But there's ways around that, so you've got, to, you've got to be smart with that stuff. Yeah, well, mate, the tax over here. What's the tax like over there, by the way? Is it all right? Is it compared no, to here? Is it better? It, it, it's all right. So I don't know what it's like over there, but we've got employees and we've got we've got a play. 12% on every employee that, that earns. So if right. someone earns a grand a week, we've got to pay 12% of that, oh, you know, okay. and then they've got to pay 12% on that as well. Yeah. But uh, I've got an amazing accountant that really, that really looks after us. I love it. So Tony, what's the, um, what is, and again, I feel we are asking this question because compared to the, all the boxing stuff, business does seem kind of easy. What's, what's been the most challenging thing about running your business? Cause you got, you got three girls now. Yeah. Three little girls. Are you going to keep trying until you have a boy, by the way? <laughs> no, mate. I started trying with the first one, and then the second one, and the third one, and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy with them. I'm happy okay, with so them. you got three girls, and your yeah. wife's a nurse, right? Yeah, exactly. What's yeah. the hardest part about that whole... What's the most... Not even the hardest part. What's the most challenging part of all of that? I think I think you're going to really relate to this. It is it, it is my mind, because I'm, I'm yeah. so hard for us to switch off. Because I'm all about business, yeah. and business yeah. comes first. I know family needs to come first, but when business comes yeah. first, and I'm out with the kids, and I'm thinking, I cannot wait to get 
over this plane in the garden so I can get back on my computer and start yes. hammering away at that. And, and, and it, yes. I, I, want, I want advice of you for this because yeah. I, I'm sure you'll know the answer. Like, but how do you... So I know it's wrong. I know it's wrong where I'm with them and I'm thinking about that. How yeah. do I be with yeah. them but yeah. be with yeah, them? What a, what a great thing to talk about because I get this and I think that one thing that I had to do, because I'm like that as well. Imagine my brain, yeah. creative, thinking of ideas, yeah. thinking about things to do. And I remember doing this course. I actually did a course on my Friday as well with a guy called Dr. John Martini, And he talked about values. And he said, the thing is with people that are in business, especially people like me and you, we're unemployable, Tony, me and you, right? Unemployable. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. completely unemployable, me. Yeah. Imagine if you'd have got that job. Yeah. You'd have been sat right. within a few months, right? <laughs> so I'm the same. And I'm like, us, we just value business highly. Now, it doesn't yeah. mean we don't value that family time. I'm just like, we're creative. And I think what happens is when when I'm if I'm with my kids, if I if I'm doing something that I also value. So for example, if I've got my kids on the pads, like I love that as well. So I'm not thinking about work then. If yeah. I'm like, if it's like right, we're we're watching some shit on YouTube or something, yeah. not your channel, but other channels <laughs> like these, you know the you know the shit that the kids yeah. watch on YouTube. Yeah. If they want me to watch that then my brain's going to naturally wander off because I don't, yeah. I've got no value to it. But if I'm, I think when I'm with my kids, if I'm doing stuff that I like doing and kind of they like doing, then yeah. it's way easier. And I don't think it's about, I don't even think it's about trying to switch off. I think it's just switching on to something else. Yeah, switching you know it what over. I mean? Yeah. Like switching on. on to something else rather than, because you got to think, we can't just, like I bet you're not very good at just sitting down and putting Netflix on, right? No, no. No, me neither. So I don't even try to now, unless it's something where I can like, unless it's something where like that Michael Jordan thing that was out last year, I quite like right. that because you learn all yeah. the business lessons, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's that's like, my, me, me, I mean, me missus would be lying in bed and i say, oh, but we would not be talking. I'd, I'd, I'm like, i say, what are you thinking about? Said, I'm just thinking about the kids and, and, and going to school tomorrow and then yeah. I've and that. And then, then she said, what about you? I'm like, I'm thinking about work. <laughs> it's I'm like, thinking about the next YouTube video. Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to be creative with, with my stuff and it makes us feel selfish. Like, why am I not thinking about the kids and why am I thinking about the, their future and all that? But really, I'm just thinking about, about me and how and, and how I'm building and sure, growing. I think the key is, Tony, I think the key is, right? Like, think, and, and this is what I got. I used to feel guilty about it. And then I was like, actually, what's wrong with it? Because when I'm with my kids, I'll be, and it's not as though we're spending more time at the office. We're just mentally like, Thinking about business, it's we're creative. So I think that the thing for me is was there's nothing actually wrong. The problem was that I thought there was something wrong. There's not really accepting it. Like yeah, do you know what it's like? It's not like you're, you're ignoring them completely. Right. Yeah. You yeah. Know what I mean, it's just mentally, I'm like, well, I'm thinking about work. Call time, I'm, I'm creative. Think about it, right? If you if you have your own business, especially what you're doing right now with the gyms and that, like, if you weren't thinking about working all the time, you wouldn't be where you are. Uh, I know that's, that's the thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like, I'm going to put this in a boxing terms. It's kind of like thinking that there's something wrong with thinking about your fight. You're going to think about your fight. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's important to you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't mean your family's not important. It's just like, well, yeah, this business is important to me. Right. Let's talk about this. Then. What are some of the lessons you've learned from boxing that you've taken into business? This is, a, I love this question. It's not in yeah. any questions, but I'm like, yes. <laughs> what a great question. 
Fucking I, come I, on. I, I just, I, I feel like the, the, the lessons is the, the, the dedication. You get, you get out what you put in. And it's the same yeah. with boxing. Yeah. Or you're not, you, you don't feel like running in the morning. You're not going to do the run. Guess what? Your opponent's out there running and he, he's doing it. You know, so if you're not putting the work in, you're not going to get the results. And there's only, and if you don't train and win a fight, really there's only one person to blame. And that's yourself. You know, you can blame your coach, you can blame your team. You never had the spawn partners, you never had, but the only person you can blame is yourself. And that's the same with business. If you're not where you're at, who else can you blame? You kind of blame COVID. We, we, we kind of keep, yeah, the gyms have, the gyms have went, been the shit, two gyms for the last 16 months or whatever it is, or, or yeah. 12 months. Yeah. But yeah. If, if I sat down and, and thought, oh no, the gyms, I can't wait for more. But instead, I've created a YouTube channel that's, that's blasting us loads of revenue, been doing shit online, meeting new people, creating anyway. Like, you know, now I'm fine financially, I, I'm better now than I've been in my whole life. Man, that's that amazing. Because, yeah. because here's what I've noticed as well. And I did a training on this not so long ago. There will be people that have gyms in California who COVID has said, well, they've said, right, you've got to shut down. Yeah. And they will have just, I guarantee that some of them have just given up. Right, yeah. And you haven't. Yeah. And, the, yeah. and it's the same with personal trainers. We, we had 27 employed personal trainers before COVID. Mm -hmm. And lots of them, they're like, oh, I'm off getting unemployment. They're getting like $750 a week a year, which is a, a, a lot, you know. And the, they're like, I'm happy with this. I'm going to sit back, watch Netflix, just chill, just chill, just chill. I've just been chilling for a year. They've lost all the clients and they've lost all the work and people's come in and took the place, you know? Yeah. Uh, so you, and there's that, there's that saying, it's like uh, one year from now, we'll see who's been doing the work. You heard that before. And, I and I like a, a year's gone by and now we can see after the years kind of fizzle out what, who's where and, and Me, they can yeah. only blame themselves from exactly where they are. Yeah, and know? I think that the, the, the thing that I've said to lads, obviously I've cornered quite a lot of white-collar fighters for the first fight. And I'm like, do you know what? You kind of don't mind. I mean, you do. This is probably not the right mindset or, or the level of your mindset in boxing, but it's like you don't mind losing to someone that's a better fighter than you, better boxer. Right. Yeah. But I couldn't imagine losing a fight because I didn't train hard enough. Yeah. I'm like, that's not... Do you know what I'm saying? You know what right, I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if someone's naturally better than you, like yeah. naturally more skilled than you, you, like you're like, oh, fair enough. He's better than me. He was a better boxer. But losing because you haven't trained hard enough, I'm like, for me, that's like, that just doesn't sit right oh, with me. It's the yeah. same in business. Like losing exactly. your business because of, of something else or because someone's better than you would be on video, for example. Like, right. But not making money because you're not doing the work. I'm like, I'm not willing to accept that. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's mad. And that happens all the time but that that comes down to the the mindset of the person like you me and there's a, there's a ton of other people who, who's taking advantage of the COVID situation and, and really flying forward and and well, that's only two things you can do you can either blame yeah. it or or take responsibility and go right. another direction for a lot of people i mean i've had i think most people can do this now if you look back because obviously we're coming out of lockdown now here it's a bit it's all over the place. Still, nobody knows what's going on, really. Yeah. But, but in that first lockdown, if you look back at it, everyone could find a blessing. Like everyone could yeah. look back at it. So what are some of the things that have came out of COVID for you that have been good? Right. Well, the, the big one is is the YouTube. I, 
I wasn't so much running the gyms at, at the time, so I, I had more time to create content. I started creating loads of, loads of content for my Instagram, then I started putting it on YouTube, and one of my videos blew up. And, and now, <laughs> in, in, in the last four months, I've earned like 25 grand just, just off YouTube. Like Is just, that off, just off the views and putting the ads on them and that. Just off the views. I haven't done anything from it. Just putting on the views, and then just before, just before, and that that wouldn't happen if it wasn't for COVID. Just before yeah. I come on this podcast, I've just signed a twelve month contract with Onnit. Not Onnit. Yeah, yeah. The spot the sponsoring is, I'm getting decent dough off them as well, sponsoring me videos. So Jeez. that's all come from from the from the COVID, from COVID the situation. Oh, yeah, how many had? How many had him? Um, Aubrey on the pod. Oh, he's a, he's a good friend of mine. Yeah, Aubrey. Yeah, but... bad. I know yeah, someone yeah. else, my friend. You know, do you know Luca Holzebar now? Do you know Luca? Oh, yeah. Oh, Luca. Well, Luca's a good mate. That's because he he's he knows Aubrey. I knew that. On and he's mates yeah. with Ferruja, ain't he? Yeah, I love love Jason. Yeah. That's how yeah. I knew I knew I'd seen when you said that. I'm like, oh, that's Aubrey's company. And then I was yeah. like, I've not seen mate. I don't know who I haven't seen you on the pods with. <laughs> yeah, I've trained, I've trained with Luca. I've trained Gia a lot. Gia's a very good friend of mine. Luca's a good yeah. friend of mine. I've done yeah. courses in Luca's gym. Uh, yeah, yeah we, we, it, it's a kind of it's a kind of small small circle, but it's a, a big circle if you like. But yeah, Aubrey's uh, yeah, I've known him for years, and so I've yeah. got anyway. So back to the COVID stuff because yeah. of because of that, it's snowballed on, and yeah. it's opportunities and. I'm not lucky. I haven't. Yeah. I haven't. All oh, COVID went so Tony's is lucky because now he's gotten this and this and this. No, I'm not. You didn't I'm, have I'm to good. do those YouTube videos, did you? Exactly. I could have been. I could have been chilling with a family because oh, it's COVID and you you can't move out the house and all that. But no, I went to the gym and, and I put this time in. I invested in the video editors and 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 really built me brand even more. Yeah. Which is now. I would sit back with me cigar for a few months if I wanted, and and, and the money's going. And you wouldn't have up. to open up the gym if you didn't want to. Exactly, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm financially better off right now without the gyms, which yeah. is which I never ever thought I would have said that, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, life's life's good happening yeah. because of COVID. But if COVID didn't happen, you know, I would have been keep flying forward with something else. Yes. And then the other the other business I want to talk to you about this as well off off camera is what I've what I've created is is a licensing program. So I know the gyms are open, but let's just see if you're a gym in in South Shields or or West Virginia or wherever you are in the world, and you yeah, want to, you couldn't get two more different places. <laughs> <laughs> what about South Shields and West Virginia? That's like comparing fucking Earth to Mars. <laughs> I don't know why that popped in my head. But let's just say you're a, you're a gym there and you want to add boxing to your gym, but you haven't got a clue about boxing. No. I can educate your trainers, give you the boxing equipment, give you the boxing formatted classes, give you everything you need, a turnkey solution out in boxing and call it boxing burnt in your gym. So this yeah. is a this is we, we, I'm flying to Chicago on Friday. We launched it in, our, in our one gym in there and then that's gonna that's gonna blow up me. It's something, it's something I really need your help. Mate, I love yeah. that. I love that. So it's like what I'm seeing here is you and, and what I love is that you just stick with boxing. I love that. Yeah. You're just like, yeah, boxing's me thing. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. I, I want I want I'm gonna be mirror. I want to be the big, biggest boxing business in the world. And I'm gonna be oh, the biggest boxing yeah. educator in the world. Gonna be mirror in, in, in the in the bathroom there. Uh, because I you know I'm I'm just so focused on it. I'm, do you think do you think and I think it's this is what I'm seeing, do you think America has 
it's given you more opportunities than you would have had here, right? Yeah, yeah. I got, a, I got a phone call two years ago of Conor McGregor's manager. Because Conor McGregor's been training in our gym in LA when he comes. Yeah. And he's like, uh, calls us, Tony, uh, I got a, he said, I've just got a phone call of Robbie Williams' manager. He said, Robbie Williams is looking for, he wants to train with the best boxing coach in LA. And I told him, it's you. Are you interested in that? I'm like, yeah. Hell yeah. Jeez. Anyway, so the next week, I'm, I'm in Robbie Williams' mansion on, in Malibu, looking over the sea, sitting there talking to Robbie about his training program, how he wants to train, how he wants to uh, learn boxing and, and get in better shape yeah. and this and that. He, yeah. now he's and fast forward he's been now he's now he's me mate like he's flew us to vegas with him on private jets and and I, i've stopped with him for for months at a time training him yeah and, and right there making new connections you know yeah. through through robbie and yeah. uh yeah that's just a, a, like talking about networking I'm, i met yeah. connor's manager through another guy and it just snowballs on when you when you're networking like that you know and then, yeah, them opportunities yeah. come. But, yeah. but you know what, right? They only come if you're a nice person. If you're a dick, they're not going to come, you know? If you're, if you're a dick and if you, if you tell lies yeah. and if you're a snake and if you yeah. try and yeah. steal money or, yeah. or, 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 or just being a dick, yeah. which, I mean, can you train that or not? Is people naturally dicks or not? I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> I, think, I think what what I'm thinking about is here. That's incredible because you've taken those opportunities. Obviously, you haven't said, yeah. "Oh no, I'm too busy." Oh right. no, I can't do that. Oh no, it's about money. It's I'm going. It's going to be like you've made that about the connections. And I think right. the, the the thing that I was trying to get get over, I think, was being in America. There's like there just seems to be not just more opportunities, but more. I don't even know if this is the case, but from the outside looking in, like. Every time I've wanted to do some kind of big course where I get around really positive people that are on the same mission as me, I'm like, I feel like I have to go to America to do that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like that whole positive yeah. personal development thing. I think it's now coming into England, but in America, obviously, it's a fucking massive thing. So do you think yeah. you, you you think you've been surrounded by more? Just that when you said that thing about being written on your mirror, I'm not sure yeah. you would have done that in Sunderland. No, no, no. Like, you uh, and, been, and I want to say exposed. You wouldn't have been exposed probably to that whole world, maybe. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And there's, and there's, and there's a thing about England and where we're from. It's like, it, if I told me mates that, they'll be like, you fucking daft, what are you enough for? Like, you, they'd laugh at you, right? Like, yeah. now, now, like, I'm, I, I don't give a shit. Like, like, I know you're the same. Like, you, yeah. whatever anyone says, I'm not bothered. You know, I'm focused on me. You yeah. know, rather than what if anyone gives you shit about anything. Uh, but yeah, yeah I, I, think I, think, has, I think in England, it's we're kind of naturally seem to be. And again, I'm not there, so I don't know. But this is just where I'm at, perspective wise. I'm thinking we seem to naturally be more negative here. Hundred percent. Yeah, we seem 100%. to naturally want to pull people down a little bit more than than build them up. Yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, and I've been, I've been telling me, I'm, I'm big into virtual assistants. I've got a team of virtual assistants working from us from around the world now, and yeah. I've learned all about them, how to manage them, how to handle them, how to. I've got like. Do they all call you sir, by the way? Do they all call you sir? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, from the Philippines. Yeah, yeah. The, the great mate, the great. Yeah. And uh, 
And I, I'm trying to tell me mates about them. I'm like, well, why do I need it? Why do I need a virtual? And my mate, he's a plaster. Why do I need a virtual assistant? Well, I said, you can get one to help you find more work. Well, I'll yeah. date me stuff. Or, 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 or what are you spending time on? Well, I'm spending loads of time on doing my accounts and, and, and this and that. And yes. writing everything. I'm like, on ordering, I went, you can outsource that. Outsource it. Yeah. Save your time. Yeah. And it was something that I heard you say. By the way, let, let, I wanted to say this at the beginning, right? How am I, you, Paul? Was I was on a flight somewhere. I can't remember where it was. And I was looking. No, 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 no. That, that's what it was. I think you tweeted us or you replied to one of my tweets. I didn't know who you were. And I clicked on your thing and it had like the writing all over your face and I had podcasts. And I was like, what's a podcast? And I clicked. Yeah, really? and I, it would have been a long time ago then. It was a long time ago. And listen, I was like, this shit, this, this, this guy's in the fitness industry. And I was like, wow. And then I got obsessed with listening to your podcasts to the point where my wife was like, the attorney's voice off his name, in the car. She's there now. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> my, my wife wishes she had that option as well. Can you turn <laughs> So I was like, I was like, whoa, this guy is giving me so much value because I was just from the fitness industry at the time. And all your posts was about the fitness industry and marketing and all that. And I, and I was just obsessed with listening to your podcast. And then yeah. I got on your email list and I was and I was like, whoa. So I'd never seen anything like this before in my life. I think oh, now there's... there's, there's then, hundreds, do we, hundreds, are we still in Sunderland then? Say again? Were you in the States then or were you still in Sunderland? I think I was in America. I might have been 2012. Was it? And I was like, this guy really knows his shit. You were living in Morbihar at the time, I think. Oh, it's probably a fucking mess. Mate, if I was living there, I'd have been a fucking I would have been a mess then. Well, your content was really good. Was it, it was really, really good. And I was sharing it with my business partner. And I was like, look at this guy. Listen, this, listen, this, listen. And I was just everything you were seeing, I was like, it's yeah. it's 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 just so good. And I remember you were you were at, you were interviewed someone on a podcast, and uh, and he was talking about uh, well, what I'd done, I uh I painted, I painted my fence. Oh, no, he was talking about how he's building the gym. I, I, it's funny, right. I remember this. He's talking about, I've been building my gym. I've been putting on my work in. I've been yeah. working my ass off. I've been out there painting it. And you were like, well, if it was my gym, I would have paid someone to paint this. I wouldn't waste my time on that. Like, straight away, you were just like, boom. And that was the thing that that really switched. Like, yeah, why Why the fuck would you? Why I would think I do that? Like, why, why, why would you not pay someone $50? to do that and then rather than spending three hours of your time on doing that right me do you know I had this conversation on friday because and, and i think that depending on where the guys are at they'll get this i think when you're in business like we when we're trying to expand we see staff as a cost we see people as a cost i'm like actually right. if we categorize business into ten dollar an hour jobs hundred pound an hour jobs thousand pound an hour jobs if i hire somebody even to do a hundred pound an hour job they actually helped me make 900 an hour because the, the, like I paid someone to write some sales copy for me the other day and it was quite expensive. And then um, the guys in the office were like, why have you paid them when you could do that? I'm like, actually, it would take me much longer than him. It wouldn't be as good as him. And I can spend that time doing A, shit that I'm even better at and B, shit that I like doing. You yeah, know what I mean, like, I don't yeah. like it's like you editing your own videos. You're not going to fucking do that, are you? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, you, you, you'll start at it. You'll start. You use writing your own emails all the time. You'll yeah. start at it, but then as you get busier and bigger, you can like, well, I can get somewhere else to do that. I don't yeah. want to spend two hours on doing that. And now I've got, like I said, a team of, uh, of virtual assistants, people from the Philippines, charging like 
$4 an hour to create graphics. And yeah. people, it's like, Tony, how the hell can you put all of this content out? I mean, you might have seen all this shit I put on Instagram, YouTube, I'm putting shit out every single day. Mate, I remember you're looking back. for somebody to run your Instagram for you. I can still remember when you were doing that. Do you, yeah. do you know someone that can run my Instagram for me? Right, yeah. And and yeah. And, and, and and that's it. Like, it's, it's, it's flowing nicely now, minimal effort. I've still got to check things and approve things, obviously, before it goes out. But like yeah. now... Since I've started to hire me, yeah. outsource me, 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 me followings grew, me, me income has went right up. Yeah, because I think I put, what you're doing, Tony, those right. I think we're got, not going to get this twisted. You're still working hard, but right. you're still creating the content, but you're probably only doing shit that you love doing. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're only doing shit that you're the best at, which is. The technique videos that you're doing. Yeah. I saw one the other day on the leaner back on the left hook. I loved it, by the way. When you were saying yeah. you don't like the roll, you don't yeah. like the roll or the duck on the left hook, you like the lean back and the counter right hand. Ooh, I loved it. Yeah. 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 And, and I love that. And I was like, what you're doing is the shit that you're the best at, because you could do your own video editing. It would take you about a week to do a video of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the same. You're the same. You're doing the shit that you love doing and you're the best at and you're working hard, but it doesn't feel like hard work because you're doing the shit that you love the most yeah yeah it's 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 easy it's like it, it's I, like there's not much of things i would rather do than go out and start creating videos and doing this content and being like we talking about creative minds so i'm doing the shit that i love to do but then outsourcing the rest yes you know amazing and, yeah and delegating I, the, do you know what's mad i was just thinking about this before like you think about this how many videos you've made which are all about the same thing <laughs> like made, how many videos do you think you've done Oh, a thousand, maybe five hundred thousand. Yeah, loads. All about the same thing, isn't that mad? All about boxing, oh, isn't that mad? Yeah. How you can cook. Yeah. That's why you're thinking all the time because you're like, I'm fucking talking about the same thing every day here. <laughs> but you, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, the, I, I don't. I don't want video. It was fifty-five minutes long, and I put everything in that one video, and it's like there's nothing else to do. It's all in that one video, yeah. but still, you can think of shit to do. You come up with stuff to do, and there. Uh, you know, but I love it. I love, I love, I love, I love that. And I'm, and I'm like I said, you know, I'm I love that little hand gesture where you, do you know the one where you put up a question and then you, you say no and you do this with your hand? <laughs> no. No. I love that one. Yeah. So, mate, let's say um, I've got, a, I've got another couple of questions about you. Um, who's the most famous person in your phone? Oh, uh, Chris Hemsworth, Robbie Williams. Uh, I don't, uh, Dude, I keep name dropping because I fucking love it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I've got loads. Like you know, uh, over here, over here, it's it's mad because it's it gets kind of gets kind of normal if you like. Like yes. I've, uh, I've I, I tra I'm training um, uh, Taylor Lautner. I don't know who he is. Taylor Lautner, no, Taylor Lautner of yeah. Twilight. Yeah, training him, and then. Keely Cuckoo, what's she called? Keely Cuckoo, uh, Coco, I don't know, but she's massive. She, off the really? Big Bang Theory, yeah, she's huge over here. Oh, uh, yeah, I know who you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so. Mate, it's mad. Ask, do you know Chris Ramsey, the comedian from Shields? Yeah. I asked him this, right? And I said, is Ed Sheeran the most famous person on your phone? He said, mate, Ed Sheeran's me mate, but if I want to contact him, I have to email him because he doesn't have a phone. Isn't that mad? Absolutely, yeah. Bloody he, hell. Just, he said I have to fucking email him. I was like, what? He's like, I <laughs> said it's me mates. 
And he said he doesn't have a phone. Imagine that. Yeah. It'd be pretty cool not having a phone. Yeah, Man, no, well, 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 Rob, Robbie's all doesn't hardly use his phone. He's yeah. better. He's better to communicate through email than, than phone. But you know, I, so. I wish do that. Part of me <laughs> like, wow, I wish I could do that. I know. I know. My phone. I'm like this on my phone all the time. Screen. <laughs> Dude, you ever check your screen time? No. Well, mate, this wow, mate. Is yours high. So listen, he's, he's a little, he's a little tip for you, right? You might have done yeah. it already. But what you can do, you can mute Instagram. So when I go on Instagram now, everything's muted. I don't see anybody's stories. I don't see anybody's posts. Everything's muted. So I'm never ever wasting time on Instagram. I only post. Yeah. I only post on there. Uh, yeah, that's it. You know, and sometimes I check the comments. I do my story yeah. post. But, uh, yeah, well, so, let's so, look at that. Let's that, that was my next question about the comments because right. I noticed the other day you talked about that uh, the Ben Askren fight. Yeah, and I yeah. noticed that you got loads of shit. Yeah, like, that was. I was like, by the way, mate, I thought I thought there's no way Askren's going to lose this fight because he's fought in the UFC, and then I seen him hitting the pads on Friday or Thursday, yeah. and I thought he was taking the piss. Uh, yeah, like, I was like. Mac, so Mac, who works for me, he's an MMA fighter, right? He's an amateur MMA fighter. He's had, I think he's had four or five fights. And I'm like, mate, look at this guy hitting the pads. And he's like, he's taking the piss. That He's just joking. And then I saw the fight and I was like, how the fuck can someone who's that bad at boxing get signed by the UFC? It was mad. Right. Yeah. I mean, because of his like you, So you did that thing and then you got loads of hate for it. Like, how are you, how are you handling, you, have you got better at dealing with that? Oh yeah, I mean, I didn't even read it. I didn't even read them. No, like, uh, yeah. I, I, at one time when I was boxing, you, you, you know, you'd get a hundred comments and that nice ones, and you get one bad one, and it's just like, oh, thinking about it all day. Uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I mean, now it's just, it's just over the head. Uh, and because yeah, I remember another one you made. You know what I loved about this? I remember when you got one. You know those rainbow boxing gloves you oh, had? Yeah, yeah. And I was yeah. like, what the fuck is wrong with? And you get, lo- you got loads of shit about loads of shit. And I couldn't believe that. You know, what I love that what you did is that you turned that into content. Right, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I see these gloves, all these comments, but I'm going to keep wearing them. And then made the love I get for that shit. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you lose a few for idiots who, who I yeah. don't want anyway. But the, yeah. the other side, the other people, like the majority of people, are like, oh, Tony, you're the best. Yeah, you know, I love how you're supporting this stuff and all that. But yeah. yeah, I mean, if someone comments, it's good. It's good for you. It's good for you. You know, if it, yeah. whether it's good or bad. Whether it's good or bad. Yeah. yeah. The, I think that as, I, I, what you what I think happens is, as you get as your profile grows, and I've certainly found this, you're naturally going to attract more negativity. Yeah. yeah. You're also going to attract more praise. That's been the case for you. Yeah, big, big time, big time. It, it, it goes up. I think I get. I like mine's like ninety nine percent praise because I'm like helping people for free, you know. And I think a lot of your stuff is like it's your opinion and it's a different. It's like more opinionated yes. than the boxing. Like how to throw a right hand. It's basically straightforward. But when you're yeah. seeing to, how to deal with anxiety or whatever, yeah. and you're seeing you do this. That's what might ruffle some feathers, you know. And then, Maybe. and then, oh, I, I mean, I should talk about anxiety and wear them fucking rainbow gloves at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honestly, I saw that and I was like, "What the fuck's wrong with people?" Oh, like, mate. it's yeah. mad, isn't it? These middle—it's like people from the Middle East and all that. The, yeah, yeah, it, it, it's, it's mad, mad. And that's what's happening. Well, mate, I've, I've stopped watching Sky Sports News. 
because it's just full of negative shit now. Like, I used right. to like it for the banter and the football news and that. But one, yeah. something I never fucking on it anymore. <laughs> never. never. Yeah. Someone asked me, someone asked me today, what's your opinion on this European Super League thing? I'm like, mate. I'm just worrying about fucking Akron and Stanley away. <laughs> I'm not worried about no Super League, but yeah, they're never on it anymore. And all you ever see is this fucking racist abuse and hate and that. Yeah, like, yeah, I think, neg- I, think, negative. I think you've got to fucking almost shield yourself from that. And that's kind of what you're doing on Instagram and that, right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I, I don't really read any comments. Uh, I, I read... Uh, I don't watch any news. I keep myself out of that. Like I said, everything on my Instagram is muted now, so I don't see I don't see anything. So I don't waste any time on there. Because before, you know what I say, you, yeah. you open your phone to, to do a post. Next thing, oh, yeah. scroll, scroll, scroll. It's scroll. Two hours later. You've been, yeah, you've been there for 10 minutes. So now I've, I've got none of that. So that's really been a game changer, you know? Yeah, I love it. Mate, what are you doing for training these days, by the way? Your own training to keep yourself fresh. So I, I, I train probably be about 10 people a week. I, I do yeah. 10 sessions a week. Yeah. And, um, and when I'm training them, I just shoulder, shoulder spar with them, like shoulder oh, yeah. body. So that, that, that's me, that's me work out there, you know? Yeah. And so what I've done with the training cost, you know, I'm, I'm really busy all the time. I put me rate like ridiculously high. Yeah. So if someone wants to train with us, they've got to pay this ridiculously high rate. So it's like, if they say no, I'm like, all right, fine. If they say yes, I'm like, all right, great. I'm getting, I'm getting, Loads yeah. of money, you know. Yeah. And, then uh, you get a good little, and then you spawn with fucking Taylor Lautner and that. Ah, uh, yeah, exactly. I was I was him last week, you know. I mean, it's 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 easy. It's fun. And then they post on their social media about it, and then yeah. and then that just snowballs and it opens more doors. So yeah. It, yeah. It, it's it's great, you know. So but since I started, today, I think we've talked a lot about mindset, positivity, business stuff, like. And again, I get so many different. We've got women listening in, men listening in, employed men, self-employed men, men who are struggling, men who want. Like, it's just I get so many. The variety of listeners is huge. Yeah. One thing that people will want to know is how have you built? And I know I kind of know that there's no real secret to it. But what has been your secret, if you like, to growing your following to where it's at right now? Given value. Like, uh, so I've got the Boxing Burn Academy. It's our education program where I teach trainers how to teach boxing. We've spoken yep. about it before. And yep. on there, on the, level, on the level two course, I do a 45-minute talk all about growing your following. Well, why at first, but why should you grow your following? Let's say you're a fitness professional. You do a fitness professional because you want to help people. The more yep. people who follow you, the more people you can help. Yep. Uh, and, and as well, I, I give the analogy, if there's a why you should have a big following, let's just say there's three restaurants Two of them's empty, one of them's really busy, which is the best restaurant. Exactly. Yeah, you know? I don't think this is ever, but back in the day, I didn't give a fuck. I was like, well, I can't pay me bills with followers, right? I can't, right. you know what I mean? But I think yeah. now, I don't think it's ever been more important, ever, yeah. to yeah. have a following. Because unfortunately, unfortunately yeah. for some people, they, the, the, the public, if you like, will automatically think, well, he's got loads of followers, so you must know what he's talking about. And you see them yeah. all the time. You see, well, you'd be like, yeah, I've got a fucking, he's selling fucking, he's selling, he's, all he's selling is 15% off some fucking shit protein powder. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, he's, yeah. he's, but I think now, and as someone that, that got a book deal last year with Harper Collins, they looked at my following, I know for a fact they did, because they're, yeah. they're guaranteed, companies like that, they're guaranteed a certain amount of sales. Do you know what I mean? Right, right. And, and whether you like it or not, 
whether you like what I'm about to share or not, this yeah. legitimizes you in, in what you're doing if you've got that, if you've got that following. Judy, so, well, you've got a blue tick, right? Yeah, I'm famous as fuck, mate. Yeah. See, I'm <laughs> for. Um, honestly, I am doing all the hustling I can to get a blue fucking tick right now. I'm wanting <laughs> me publisher. I'm like, hey, man, I'm a best-selling author now. Gives a fucking blue tick. Yeah. Desperate yeah, for one. Once you get the blue tick, like, it's it's just it's just a game changer. It's just a game changer. Does it? Yeah, a really, a really it? Is. yeah. And is that because so, your 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 class is an athlete? Yeah, well, just because of the achievements in the in the Olympics, I, I got that. Uh, and what I what I like to tell people who want to grow a following. So now we've we've, we've established why you should grow a big following. Now, how do you do that? And it's all about your content. And I like to say to people, you know, if I went on your Instagram right now and I didn't know who you were. And I looked at your last six posts. Would I follow you? If you're posting the things of your, if you, if you lunch or you with your kids and and you're just some bullshit, I'm getting nothing yeah. from that. Are you looking now? What your last six posts were? <laughs> I'm looking now. My last six posts. Right? I haven't posted and, me lunch yet. And but but if it's that sort of stuff, I'm not gonna follow you. You're not gonna get someone who doesn't know you follow you. But if you are on there and you're either entertaining, educating, or inspiring people with your last with your posts, I'm like, ooh, and then I see your bio, and it's like, oh, I'm going, I'm going, to, I'm going to get some value from this person. Boom, follow, and you click and they click that follow button, you know. So, entertaining, educating, and inspiring them's the three things that you want to be doing in all of the content that you're putting out there, and that will really help yeah. help blow blow you up. And that's all I've done. I've just been. And you know, you've heard of the, the the analogy, the book, jab, 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 right hook of Gary Vaynerchuk, right? Which is give, yeah. give, give, and then ask. So when you're given all, there should be like a hundred gives before you ask. When you're given all the time, giving value, giving value, giving value, you're building trust, you're building a relationship. When you are time to put that little subtle in, well, if you want my paid stuff, boom, yeah, yeah, yeah. done. Done. And, and, you know, and that's why you would I bet you would have never ever thrown jab, 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 right hook. I think that's a terrible combination. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Bum, 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 bum. I'm not throwing no right hook. You can see it coming from my <laughs> shot, man. It's, a punch. it's funny because I heard I heard of that book and I was like, what's this? And and that's how I heard about Gary Vicks. I thought it was a boxing book, but it's not. Yeah. Uh but we oh, see really? so Yeah, it's his book. But we, we see well, so mate, many people. He has a little Here's a little insider hack for you, right? This is mad, this. You know, you're talking about me old podcast. Yeah. Well, I got Gary V. We were just talking about this today because I'm going to release it. It's like, so you're on season two with fucking Ant Middleton, a uh, guy called Sonny Webster. Uh, we've got Greg, we've got James Pascal coming on. We've got Paula Lima coming on. These these guys all coming on. And and um, actually, do you know what I'm trying to get at the minute? Uh, Chris Eubank Sr. He's, I'd love to have oh, him nice. on the podcast. He'd nice. Yeah. He'd be great. Yeah. So we're going to get, and we've got these on. And one thing I was talking about, I was like, we're going to do a season 1.5 where I'm going to release some of my old podcasts. And he was a guest, Gary V. And you know how I got him on? I emailed him and he was, he was kind of big in 2013 time ish, 2013, 2014. And I got him on by buying 50 copies of that book. He said, if you buy 50 copies of my book, I'll come on your podcast. Isn't that mad? That's class. That's it's class. That. Yeah. yeah, he come on. He come on my podcast as well when I was doing one. Oh, did he? I was tweet. I was tweeting him saying, "I just, I just tweeted him saying, I look for you to come on my podcast.'" 
And then he responded like, "Will you someone?" And anyway, we got him on. But I, but I was nervous and I fucked up. And I started. It was like a ten-minute podcast, and I started off with I started off with the good old, "Tell us a little bit about yourself." So it's oh, like, no. I know, I mean, I know, I know. And then and then I really regret it because now we spend the first five minutes of the ten-minute podcast talking. Yes. But everyone already knows. But I was inexperienced then, you know. Well, mate, that's what I said to you before. I said we've done yeah. intro because it's now it's now like I hate getting asked that question because I've you'll be the same. I've fucking yeah. answered that question almost when you get asked it. You're probably like, oh, for fuck's sake, man. Yeah, yeah. And well, I, tell, get, I, I think it's, I actually think I got that off you because when I talk up, started doing a podcast, did you used to see that at one time? Tell us a bit about yourself. Probably did. Yeah, and I was like, well, if if Paul Mort's doing it, that must be the way to do it. And then I was on I was on a podcast called the Mind Pump Podcast out here, yeah. and they, they were like, I was gonna I asked them, do you know what Tony didn't do that? You're wasting time. You should do it in rule, then do that. And I was like, oh right, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's it's way better. Yeah, it's, and you better. Can, it's great because if you do the intro after, I'm giving away all the podcast secrets here. Yeah. <laughs> if you do the intro after, you can kind of put a teaser in as to what was spoke about, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing this and Middleton one. You guys listening in will know that I've already done it. I'm like, I'm giving a tease that we talk about getting cancelled, the cancel culture. We talk about toxic masculinity, and that gets people all kind of pumped. Oh, mate, that's it. Right. What a valuable lesson to learn, though, eh? I know, I know. By the way, that Middleton podcast sounds way better than this one. <laughs> we about Robbie Williams. We've talked about Sundling. We've talked about all, yeah. this, all this mad shit. So, yeah, I'll be weird. This is weird, but that man. <laughs> no, no. I mean, the problem is, do you know, every time I speak to somebody, that's like, so the podcast I did with Chris Ramsey, I loved it, but I got so many comments saying it sounded hilarious, but I couldn't understand the fucking word that you said. <laughs> <laughs> this might be the same. Be like, people would be like, what language are you and Tony talking? <laughs> I know. It's I know. Mad. So, Tony, what's next for you? Like, what's what's coming next? Yeah. So the, the next, I'm, I'm flying to Chicago on the weekend. Like I said, I'm doing that licensing program, putting our our boxing class into another gym. Yes. And my goal is to be in 2,000 gyms within five years, be like the Les Mills of boxing, where I'm yeah, everywhere. That, yeah. I mean, I want to be everywhere and want to be the biggest boxing brand in in the world. And you know, why why not? Why why can't we not do it? I've got, I've got lots of connections. I've got I've got I've got a few brain cells left. And uh, yeah, I'm smart at this, and I'm the best at, at the box at, at boxing. Mate, someone you know? has to be the biggest name in the world, right? Yeah, yeah. So why not you? Exactly, exactly. So that's the that's the big plan there, and then just continuing to grow the uh, the, the following on, on the YouTube because it's it's not just good because it's making revenue. Um, I think it's like three hundred and fifty dollars for every thousand hundred thousand views. Yeah. which is great and it's like money making money all, all the time but it's yeah. good for the connections that i'm that i'm i'm getting i was in calabasas this morning getting a coffee and there was a woman like she looked and she went oh you're that guy of youtube aren't you my husband listens no to way all the time she, she went oh my husband listens to all the time like, oh oh nice one nice one uh she went uh, can i get your email address i've got an email off him this morning yeah seeing he wants us to go to his house in malibu and train him and That's I'm like, mad. I Google him, he's some music guy. But uh, so YouTube is not is not just good for the money, but it's good for the the the, the building the awareness. Get, yeah, I get yeah. recognized all the time from YouTube now. I thought and, you were gonna say, I thought you were gonna say she thought she was she said, Are you the mighty Markham? <laughs> <laughs> oh, can remember when you on the blacklist? Is that you? Are you is that you off the blacklist? Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Is that how that came about as well, or did you get was that so, just a random thing? So listen, listen, mate, right? So talking about how you create opportunities, right? So yeah. there was there's this, there's this guy who when I come up he's from Liverpool, he said, you know, there's a there's a agent, you should go over him and he might get you some work somewhere right sound. So I met this fella, he was a dick. Anyway, yeah. he said there's a thing saying email saying, you know, there's a there's a, a Levi's product ad thing. Right. audition i think you would be good for it they're looking for different people from different areas of life so i went down to this levi's it was an audition i didn't really know what it was for and i'm sitting there right i'm, I'm sitting there in box and burn gear sweaty after the gym and i'm around like yeah. like 10 really gorgeous men like proper stunners right all dressed up in the denim and all that and looking all slick and i'm there like when we flat nose in me and then Liv Tyler, the woman out of Armageddon. I don't know if you heard of Liv Tyler. She's a famous yeah, actress. I've got a prop. I've got a crush on her, Liv Tyler. She's small. Oh uh, yeah. So yeah. she she pops in with her ten out of ten boyfriend and sits there, and I'm like, and I'm like this, yeah. and I'm like, we're there, we're applying for this same role here. I'm like, oh fuck, yeah. I'm thinking yeah. I'm gonna just leave now. Anyway, I didn't leave. I went in, done, sat around all of, like the, the the producer of this Levi's commercial with about. 15 of these were the good looking lads, went around, asked a little bit of stories and all that, and they were all bullshitting LA lads. They come to me and I was like, I'm not an actor, I'm a former boxer, I've come to LA for this. And whatever I said in that 15 seconds, hooked them. Anyway, I cut the long story short, I got the, I got the part. I'm, I'm now a face of, of the, I'm a, now a face of Levi's in, in the worldwide campaign. There was billboards of us in Berlin, in London. Oh, no way. On, on, I'll have to switch change of pictures on taxis in trains. I'm everywhere now with Levi's. No way. <laughs> this was in 2013, I think. Now, um, there was a little they come to the box and burn, they've done like a little video of me and then Levi's gear acting like a model and all that. Didn't have a fucking clue what I was doing, mate. Then, then, uh, this, this, this producer, this director, a big director, come to the gym. Oh, oh, Tony, I've just seen you on, on, on a commercial. on doing the Levi's campaign. I was in the cinema. He went, hey, do you do TV work? And I was like, yeah. Never done anything before. Right? He's I've been like, on Crime Watch. I've been on Crime Watch. <laughs> yeah. I've done a few <laughs> interviews for YouTube and that. No, I went, I went yeah, I mean, I do it. Oh, great. He went, I've, 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 just, I've just wrote this show called The Blacklist. And uh, I think I've got a partner for you if you want. Went, oh, yeah, sound mate. Next week, he flew us to New York, and I'm and I'm there with a, with a machine gun. <laughs> I haven't got a clue what I'm doing, and I'm now now I'm on the blacklist. Yeah, it's, that's and, 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 and so talking about opportunities and and, and and all that stuff. Yeah, is yeah. is that is that look? I guess there's a little bit of look in there. But if I never went to that agent, and then if I never you went to there, yourself, I think what you've done is, and you've done this obviously since you were a kid. You put yourself in the right environment. Yeah, you're in the right you put place. yourself in an environment. You did that yeah. in a boxing game. You've obviously done that in the Olympics, put the work in, and you keep putting yourself in the environment. Right, yeah. And, and that's it. You put yourself there, and now people might be thinking, well, oh, he's in LA, so it's easy. Well, no one else in LA is kind of doing that. You know, you've got, you've got to, you've got to t if, there's a, if there's a tiny little chance that you get this opportunity, you've got to, if you want to, you've got to really take it. And that's what I've done. Like I see sitting there with all these good-looking fellas, I thought, I was going to walk out. I was thinking, I'm not getting not a chance. Am I going to get this? You know, and I end up getting it, and then it went into another thing. And since since the blacklist, you know, other things have come up for, for, from that as well. So it's just yeah, snow, like a snowball effect. 
just grab an opportunity. Yeah, it's mad. I want to ask you a question that, that that's going to be one of my closing ones, which is important. Do you ever have days where you just fucking can't be bothered and you like a little bit of a can't be fucking bothered a day thing? Or yeah. You, or you, do you, is there any negativity still in your life? Do you ever get any of that shit? All the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's funny. I, I train. Uh, I, I think about that all the time. And yes, I do feel down. And, I, and but when you see us on camera, I'm like, yeah, yeah. kind of like yourself. You know, I'm not. I'm not, don't come on camera when I'm like down. But yeah, yeah, I do feel down, and I, I do feel like, what's the point? What's yeah. the purpose of this? Even though I've got a beautiful house, a beautiful, healthy family, I've yeah. got everything yeah. that anyone would dream of having. Yeah. But I do still sometimes feel like, oh, fuck, like, you know. So what do you do? And, um, I, I just try to snap out of it. I haven't got any, any, anything I really, really, like, think, you know, I just get on with it and, and then I'll, I'll snap out of it eventually. I'll try and change, me tra- change the train of thought. And I train a guy called Lewis Howes. Do you know Lewis no, Howes? Mate, he's a fucking monster, eh? Yeah. He's a monster, eh? Yeah, and I was I was with him yesterday, and we uh, and, I, and I said to him, I said, "Me, you, see, you." And I asked Aubrey Marcus the same question. I went, "You know, you 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 telling people how to live good and, and get a better mindset and all that, uh, and does that mean you've got the perfect mindset?" Because I always wonder that if if you're the person who's telling people this, and he's like, "No, he's like, I, I still feel down at times. I still feel down at times." But he he's like, a, "Didn't he play in the NFL or something, or basketball or something? Didn't he?" Yeah, he was he was an athlete. He, he was was playing handball. He was trying to try and be in the Olympics. For he was on the national handball team, and I think he did play football as well. But yeah, he he someone like him, and then Aubrey the same. Like yeah, we have our down times, and it's yeah. good to, it's good to hear that from people who you yeah. like Aubrey's done that. Mate, and that's exactly why I do this podcast so I can get people on that or 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 who can talk who are people who are like oh well he doesn't have this problem, and that's yeah. why I like to ask that question. Right, yeah. Well, yeah. Not superhuman. Like, like Aubrey's book, uh, Better Day, Better Life, it's an absolutely brilliant book. Really, really yeah. good book. Talking about how to have the best day ever. And then there's yeah. someone like Aubrey who's like, he doesn't have the best day ever every single day. Where you would think, well, I want a minute. You wrote this book. You know? But it's, it's just normal. It's just normal. And yeah. for people to say that they don't have these down days, like they do. And, I, and, I, and, I, and, I re- and I've been around so many multi-multi-millionaires out here and then the same. They've got everything, yeah. the, everything in the world, yeah. but they still have the down days. And you think, what? How, how? You'll think, like, why the fuck is he sad? He's got everything. It's just natural, isn't it? Yeah. It's just natural. About, they're all just moods and emotions. That's probably why then. That's probably why they love hating pads with you, mate. Makes them feel better. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. It. it, it, well, it I've, said, I've said this before as well. Boxing, fucking. I started boxing. I started throwing punches when I was fucking thirty. Six or something. Wow. Like 36, wow. I started, I didn't hit pads until I was, didn't spawn until I was 36 years old. Changed my wow. life. Yeah. Because it, nothing had ever made me feel as alive as having fucking gear before that. That's why, right. that's why people do wow. gear. We want to feel better. The first time I spawned, I was like, I don't need this gear anymore. Yeah, that's class, mate. That's yeah. class. And, 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 and you don't even have to, you don't even have to spot to, to, to get that feeling as well. You know, you're spoiled, you, you, you're the extremist, aren't you? I mean, you, you, you didn't just spoil you out of fight. <laughs> I had three. I had three. I had three, and then I started fucking jujitsu straight after that. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's yeah. good. But it's people fast. tell us, like, like boxing's a form of meditation because when you're in there and you're hitting the mad pads or the bag or the, or someone's can't be anywhere else. You can't be anywhere else. Uh, yeah. But jujitsu is another another great one. It's a bit slow for me. I did 10 sessions yeah. of jujitsu. 
I've done ten, yeah, but I don't know with uh, with Hannah Gracie in Beverly Hills, and it was uh, they're really big on safety. I wanted to go in and just have a wrestle with someone and 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 be like, Ugh! but it's like no, no, it's slow, and then you touch it. So it was too, it was too slow for me. No. Uh, mate, you, you need to come and train in South Shields then because there's fuck all <laughs> slow about going here. You just get thrown the wolves. Just get thrown <laughs> the wolves. Fucking deal. There's a bit of drilling. And then I think it might be because I'm in an MMA gym. Like, so it's jujitsu, right. but it's part. So you just get fucking thrown in. Yeah. Just thrown into the wolves. I, I, I'm actually, my daughter's there now. She's training in Washington of all places. Eh? It's a oh, kid from God. Washington who's like world champion, brown belt or something. Yeah. She's but, doing sessions with him. How old is your daughter? Seven. Right. <laughs> I, I don't want to get my six-year-old doing that. I think it's so good for kids. And if if I would if I would recommend anyone to do any sports for the kids, it would be jujitsu, yeah. boxing. As long as they're not getting punched in the face, but jujitsu as well. I think it's the best. Yeah, mate. I think that's why that's why my wife pushed me towards jujitsu because she's like Paul. Even last year, I was fucking forty last year, and I was still boxing, sparring yeah. two, three times a week with fucking nineteen-year-old kids and that. <laughs> yeah, jujitsu instead. I'm like, all right then. Yeah, I mean, it's not good yeah. for your brain. You're getting blasted in all yeah. the time. And you've done a lot like of research me. on that as well, right? Yeah, I've, I've had 106 fights in my career, and I've done the maths. And if I sparred like 10 times for each one of the fights, eight rounds, I've been punching the head like between 40 and 50 thousand times. And that, when I've done that maths, I was like, oh shit, I would be punch drunk if I didn't think that had done damage to me. So it's obviously yeah. done some sort of damage. So I'm part of yeah. a brain fighter brain study in Las Vegas. And uh, the tools I've got a big split in my membrane. The membrane is what attaches your brain to your skull. That's off being punched yeah. in your brain's rattle. Uh, and it's been, I've been doing it for every year now, for the last four years. And there's been yeah. no decline in it. Yeah. And it's going to be like a 10-year yeah. process yeah. where they see if there is a decline. But yeah, I worry about that shit all the time. But really worry about that all the time. So if there's anything I can do to help me brain, you know, I'm I'm doing yeah, it. Yeah. I'm doing yeah, it. Mate, I love that. I love that. Yeah. And, and mate, last question. This is just came from nowhere. Who's the best fighter you've ever fought? Including sparring? Uh, uh good good question. I fought Andy Lee. Uh do you know Andy Lee? Oh, he's he, he was in, in, in Tyson's training camp now. Yeah, he's in fact, yeah, he was a world silver medalist. He was the only yeah. person that ever dropped us. He dropped us in sparring with the yeah. right hook. Uh, but he, he was amazing. Uh, I sparred so much with James D. Gale for the Olympics. I sparred with Billy Joe Saunders. Uh, uh, who else? I've Mate, not bad. That, that's not a bad start. <laughs> yeah, that, them's all right. Them's all right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I fought Andy Lee. I fought... I fought and I beat a lad in the Olympics called Alvarez. He was the light heavyweight that just knocked out Kovalev to, oh, to win shit. the I remember fight. you saying that, aye. Yeah, so I was I was buzzing when he when he beat him. So yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, Carl Froch was another one. I sparred with him a lot around. Really? Yeah, shit. He was, he was, yeah, that's that's my, who's your favorite fighter? Roy Jones. <laughs> Roy really? Jones. Yeah, it's it's funny. Uh, I was at a boxing show and I got. I can't remember who I was with and I was with some famous model and I was friends with a boyfriend and we got ringside seats to, to a boxing yeah. show and Roy Jones was the seat behind us I was like <gasps> and I was like oh stars look like oh shit so I turned around and I met, got a picture of him and all that and then uh, yeah. followed us on Instagram and we started DMing each other I was like oh god I'm DMing him I told him next time you come to LA let's do a session but who's your favourite fighter? Mate my favourite fighter ever is uh, Cotto Oh yeah, Beast, Miguel yeah. Cotto. I used to love watching him. I love it. Yeah. I love a little dust up right now. 
right now, my favorite fighter is probably Loma still. I love watching Lomachenko. Yeah. He's fucking yeah. some boy, isn't he? Yeah, he's class. I think. Yeah. I think what about right now? Pound, Who's yours? Pound for pound, it's got to be Canelo. And he's oh, fighting me. He's fighting me, mate. He's, he's fighting Billy Joe. So it's like, uh, I want to do a mate, video. That's a great matchup. That's a great matchup as well, by the way. Really good matchup. Really good Billy matchup. Billy Joe's like, Billy is like Fury. Like, they'll not fight for years. Or they'll yeah. fight, they'll, they'll have a few warm up fights and they'll fight someone shit and they'll look terrible. Yeah. Do <laughs> you know what I mean? They'll fight, they'll fight no, some great. fucking bin man from somewhere and they'll look terrible and then they'll just, it's like the rise to the level of their opponent, right? Yeah. Yeah. Big like, time. It's mad that. Yeah. So it's an exciting fight and uh, I'm, I'm going to go with that fight as well. Kind of Are you? That. Yeah. Are the loud fans there, like? Yeah. Yeah. In, in Texas, they are. So yeah, I'll, I'll be there. I'll be there. Hey, we're still fucking. We're still, check this out. The only in South Shields, you're only allowed to drink outside. You're allowed to go oh, yeah. to a pub, but you're only allowed to sit outside. So you know what they've done? It's still cold here. So they put fucking tents up outside. <laughs> but everybody's drinking outside, but inside. It's mental, mate. <laughs> People are sitting outside of pubs in tents with hats and scarves on. It's, that's how much people love drinking in South Shields. Oh, do, you, do you not drink anymore? Nah, not really. Probably five or six times a year maximum, but I'm shit at it now. So right, yeah. I'm not yeah. I'm not that bothered, mate. It's like I've got I've got I've got too much going on to be hungover. Right. Yeah. I'm seems, just too busy to be hungover and I'm a bit of a dick when I'm hungover. So yeah, what about you? I stopped drinking uh, December 2019. Oh shit, really? Yeah, yeah. I was I was drinking too much. I was like I, I'm like all in or not all in, having a bottle of wine at night, two bottles of wine at night, helping us get to sleep yeah. and then rough the next day. Couldn't be asked to play with the kids. Wasn't working, yeah. really well at work. And then yeah. again, uh, since that's happened, it's really elevated me, everything else. Yeah, now that's me like, that's now, like over a year without boozing. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I'm done with it. What, mate. Been, what would you say, because there'll be someone listening who probably needs to do that. What's helped you do that? Uh, well, for me, because I'm obsessive, I needed a fresh start. I needed it to be January 1st before I really cut it off. And then, mate, there's, there's, a, there's a beer called Heineken Zero Zero that is tastes right. exactly like Heineken. I wasn't even a big beer drinker, but it's, it's amazing, you know. Uh, but it's, it's, all about, it's all about the mindset, you know. And yeah. So what do you do when you like, what do you do when you've got like a, some gig with some famous people or you and... You and your missus go out for a meal or something, and everybody yeah. else is having a drink. What's it? Is that did you just go to that? I know. I still, I still go. I still, I still uh, go and try and enjoy. Well, do I enjoy myself? Uh, it's yeah. not. It's it's not the same. It's really yeah. not the same as uh, as as drinking. I love drinking. It was yeah. really good, and I had loads of yeah. fun. But I've just, yeah. I just accept it now. I've I've had some gummies. You know the the, the, the gummies. Oh, we um, don't have. Yeah, we're the ones that we're not allowed. Still, you've got. Oh, really? There, right. Yeah. You can, get, yeah. you can get them delivered to your door. Like, I'll start to text them now and get them to assume in 20 minutes. Oh, man, uh, no way. <laughs> so I have them, but then it's not, it's not, I have them like once a week, but they're, they're not as good as, as, as drink, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah but, but, man, it's probably as well, I think it's, there's probably less of a problem with it where you live. Like, if you go on a night out with the lads in South Shields, you're not drinking, you're getting fucking slated. Oh you know yeah, I, mean? I, bet, you, I bet, get that. Yeah. you probably don't get that as much where you are, right? Yeah, yeah, no, no. People, I mean, we made to try it, but it's like it's sound. But uh, I heard that I heard that in the UK now in the northeast, Coke's bad. Oh, Everyone's man. on Coke. 
mate, everywhere. Birds, lasses, young lads and everything, mate. It's not even just the northeast. It's everywhere, man. Yeah, yeah. Everywhere. It's so it's easy mad. to get. And it's like, it's like, uncon- it's like, if you don't take it, you know, it's the same thing. Like, what, what, you're not, you're not having the line. No, what? mate. It's mad. It's mad. Right. That's why, listen, I'm not even bothering going to, I mean, COVID's probably helped me because I'm like, I'm not yeah. going to deal in the house. I'm not going to deal around my family. Right, if I'm right. in a bar, I might be more tempted because you're in that and it's a gap with the environment again. If I put right, myself right. in that environment, it's going to be harder. Yeah. So I think lockdown yeah. probably helped keep me off a little bit. But like I say, yeah. it's like, I have got time to be hung over. I've got more things that I give more of a fuck about than being pissed, really. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah definitely, definitely. Mate, Tony Jeffries, thank you so much, mate, for giving up your time today. I really appreciate it. And I've had a fucking blast catching up with you, mate. No, mate, it's been great. And you've inspired me over the years uh, watching your stuff and, and learning a lot. I've learned a lot from you as well. Mate, I appreciate so, uh, that. Thank you. Great, uh, where, can them, where can everyone find out more about what it is you do and where, where you're at? YouTube, Instagram? Yeah, just Google Boxing King and I'll come straight to the top. No. <laughs> Uh, no, just yeah, Tony Jeffries on on Levi's model, on. not Levi's model. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love it, yeah. mate. Tony, thank you so much, mate. All right, mate. Nice one. See you, Paul. Cheers, man. Adios, thank you, Tony. Cheers. Mate.